Welcome to the English for Change podcast, a place for you if you are an ambitious English learner and you want to build a confident voice in English so you can make positive change for yourself and the world. My name is Ruth Whittle and I am an English language teacher. Join me here each week as we explore ways you can improve your English and your life and use your voice in English to speak about important global issues. Hi everyone, thank you for joining me here today. This episode is going to be all about feminism, so grab a pen and paper because it's going to be packed of lots of great information and lots of tips. Uh, Like in all of these podcasts, there are two parts. The first part is a tip that can help you to change your English or change your life. Um, And in this episode, we're going to be looking at vocabulary that you can use to talk about gender equality and the realities of society and working life and, and how it is managed between men and women. And then the second part will be about how you can use your voice in English to make an impact in the world. So we'll be looking at media, we'll be looking at books, uh, more about that later. So before I get into it, um, I've also been on a podcast with English with Rob not so long ago, a few months back, and I'm going to link it in the show notes because I spoke to him for over an hour on the topic of feminism as well, actually. So I would definitely recommend you go check that out too, because we go through a lot of the different definitions of feminism and we tell some really interesting stories, things from the history of pockets in women's clothes. He shared that story and I shared stories about the situation in Ireland on women's rights. So it was a really interesting podcast episode. So I yeah, recommend you check it out. And also another thing that makes it quite fresh for me and easy to talk about and share my knowledge and share what I've learned is that in the English Changemaker Club, my group membership for ambitious English learners uh, with discussion classes, we have six of them per month and we choose a monthly theme to focus on. So actually in November, we focused on the topic of feminism and we had 12 sources that we looked at, videos and articles, and looked at it from different angles, uh, gender stereotyping and inspirational women, women in society. It was really fascinating to hear different perspectives in different countries. And yeah, so I will be sharing actually what one of the members wrote about and explained from one of the films that she watched that is surprisingly quite a feminist film. It's quite an iconic one that probably many of you know. So more about that later in the second part of this episode. But yes, going on to what I'm going to talk about today. Well, I just wanted to define it for you and also tell you about my own experience growing up with this feminist, the feminism idea, the movement. And well, growing up for me in Ireland, I probably didn't really identify with it or I didn't learn a lot growing up, uh, I did learn about women's rights and gender equality, but this term feminism, at one point actually, it was kind of a negative thing that I uh, had learned 
from, I don't know, from school, from the media, that it was something that was man-hating and that, you know, women were superior to men, that this was the idea of it. And I think I'm probably not alone. Yes, I think many people have learned this. I don't know where it comes from, from the media or something. But yeah, I think though, over the years, the more I've learned about feminism, the more I I can say that I'm a proud feminist now. And for me, if I was to give a really simple definition of what feminism is, I would say feminism is about equality of men and women. And also it's about choice and the word agency, maybe it's similar to choice, but that women have agency, women have choice to do whatever they want. Uh, And I think that's a really important thing because for a long time, women didn't have that um, opportunity and and still they they don't in certain, certain areas and certain parts of the world as well. So there's still a lot of progress to be made and I believe by giving you some ways that you can speak about this topic, to talk about this topic day to day with your friends, with other people uh, from other countries, that in this common language, English, we can make an impact and at least share our stories and our views on this topic because not everyone is believing the same thing not everyone has the same experience um so i think it's always very interesting to exchange this and to have more understanding of one another from different cultures so in this first part i want to give you some useful vocabulary you can use to talk about in a very real way women's rights the status of women and gender equality I'm going to give you a few phrasal verbs and also some expressions. So the first one I wanted to talk about was the phrasal verb to stand up for. So an example of stand up for, you could say, let's stand up for gender equality. Or, you know, you stood up for somebody in a meeting, you stood up for them because everybody was laughing at them or someone was being racistly attacked, so you stood up for them. And the meaning is to defend an idea or a person that are being criticized or attacked. So you may have heard of this, it's a very common one and it's a good one to use. So that is the first one. And to go along, well, it's not exactly the same, but to go along with this phrasal verb, I have the expression, and it's something that we learned in the club last month when we were talking on this theme. Um, It's really good because when we, we go through different sources, we find some common vocabulary that comes up all the time. So it's nice for the members to to find this vocabulary so that they can speak more easily about this topic, that they have the words, uh, the right words to say on this particular topic. So um, the expression is, and it's very common, you hear it a lot when you talk about work and women in society, we say the breadwinner of the household. So the breadwinner, it's one word and almost like winning bread, like earning money to buy 
bread, to buy your daily bread. So we often say that um, the father or the, the, yeah, the, the man in the house, he is the sole breadwinner because he is the only one who goes out to work. Uh, the woman, she doesn't earn any money because she is at home. She is um, a housewife. She is a, a mother. She is raising her children. So traditionally, there was the sole breadwinner of the household. And something that I think is interesting to talk about nowadays, but of course it depends on your culture, on your country, is that we see more and more that maybe, well, maybe there are two breadwinners that's actually more common nowadays in Europe, but also that perhaps the woman earns more than the man and that the woman is the breadwinner and the man stays at home. So we have stay-at-home dads. So I'd love to hear from you what in your culture, what is the norm? What is normal? Um, is it there still just one breadwinner of the household or are there two breadwinners, the mother and the father? Or is there a reverse of a man staying at home to raise the children and the woman going out and being the main breadwinner of the household? So yeah, that's a good one to use. Another phrasal verb that is very useful to use is to fight against. And here, actually, during this pandemic period, we may have heard about it to talk about the virus. So not just in talking about gender equality. So a sentence could be hospitals worldwide are fighting against the new virus. Uh, And in the context of women's rights, you could say the women in this protest are fighting against gender violence. So to fight against, it means to battle or struggle against someone or something. Uh, You can fight fight against your opponent. You can fight against someone if you are in an army, but also fighting against uh, an issue, a cause. And I would say here about fighting against gender violence, It's something that has come up a lot lately and feminism has had a new a new surge, a new interest in a in a whole new generation of women. And also with the Me Too movement, uh, where a lot of sexual harassment were exposed from people in high positions of power. So there were a lot of protests in relation to that. And also what I would say about fighting against, I think we hear it more and more on social media and people use hashtags to fight against certain issues. And they do say that activism, a lot, a lot of it, or there is quite a lot that has have moved online activism, activism for the environment, activism for human rights, women's rights. And um, yeah, so we are fighting against a certain, a certain struggle, a certain issue like racism, like uh, sexism of, of women. And so, yeah, so we do fight against this as well online. An expression as well, um, which I would like to say is to be burdened by something. So kind of linked to to fight against you could be burdened by the responsibilities of being a good citizen you could be burdened by climate change the issues of climate change or the gender-based violence that 
you have suffered. You could be burdened by that. So it's like having a heavy weight on your shoulder. It's a heavy thing that you have to carry that is a responsibility for you, but is a negative one. And then two more uh, pieces of vocabulary I'll give you. So I hope you've been taking this down, but if not, don't worry, I'm going to put it in the show notes so you can look at it after. And of course, what I would recommend with these this vocabulary is to make sentences and to try to integrate it into, into your discussions and conversations with people. Uh, I'm really selecting ones that I think would be useful for you and that come up a lot in news articles and in videos and things. So you will recognize them as well when you when you hear on especially on this issue. So so I think it's really useful. Um, The other one is the phrasal verb to look up to to look up to and you also have to look down on I'm not teaching that now but it's kind of the opposite Um, so I really looked up to certain leaders certain female leaders when I was younger and it is to admire someone so you're literally looking up at someone because you admire them so much so if you have a hero if you have an inspirational woman that you admire, that you look up to, that's how you can use it. So do you look up to anyone in particular? Do you look up to any women in particular that you find particularly inspirational? And related to that phrasal verb, the final piece of vocabulary I want to give you today is to put someone on a pedestal. To put someone on a pedestal. So pedestal, it's a word just on its own altogether. And it's really to worship someone. So it's more than admire. It's more than look up to. It's really to worship someone. So this is something that we saw in one of the news articles when we were looking at it in the club. So I thought it was a good one. It is definitely used a lot. And pedestal, it's hard to say, but very good. It would be good in an essay or something like that to put someone on a pedestal. Oh, I like how that sounds actually when you say it like that. I hope you found those useful and of course I'm going to put them in the show notes so you can put them into your notebook and use them in your next discussion talking about women's rights. And now the second section of this episode which is using your voice in English to make an impact. And today I want to talk about really just sharing your views and sharing it with the world on this topic and a really good way an easy way you can do that is by sharing links or sharing media that you watch sharing videos podcasts books maybe people that you look up to in your country like the president or leaders or um, influential people because it's interesting to hear different perspectives from from you know different parts of the world for you it may be normal you've grown up like this but for others it's really unique and and interesting to hear a different point of view I think living growing up in Ireland living on an island I a lot of things you know another expression I I would say is I took a lot of things for granted you know they were just everything was kind of normal like people like going to church on a Sunday and being raised in the Catholic religion 
and all of these kinds of things, learning Irish, speaking English, living in Europe, and uh, but wherever you are in the world, you know, you're unique. You may not feel unique in your own country, but you are unique. And I think speaking English with other people internationally is it's powerful for getting what you believe in and getting your message across. Of course, always in a respectful way, I must emphasize that. But yeah, especially on such a big global issue like feminism and women's rights, well, it's important to be respectful of other people's views, but it's also really powerful. I guess with great power comes great responsibility. But uh, I want to share with you a story, as I was saying, of one of my members, Azuko, from uh, Japan, actually. And she was uh, sharing with me about the movie that she watched and her views on feminism uh, when we were talking about it last month in the club. And she was saying how the movie Legally Blonde, which I think it's nearly 20 years old now. I remember watching it in the 90s. It was such a great film. She was just saying that it was a great film to show how you could be feminine, but also powerful and that you could just do what you wanted, it showed the strength of women. They didn't need to be like anyone else. A woman doesn't need to be like a man to be taken seriously. She can be just herself and she can make choices for her own life, which Elle Woods did in this film very well. And I think she inspired a whole new generation of women to to become lawyers. And actually, and this is what uh, Azuka said and it is true because I did study law and I do remember friends who would who would say that who would say that they were going to be a solicitor because they want to be like Elle Wood so that's a great example to set to set a good example um, are there people in your country or people you know that set a good example that show young people the way a good way for them to be empowered and to do what they want and not just to follow everyone else but to do something special and to do something valuable in society. So I think it was so interesting to hear a Japanese perspective of a film that is from the United States and that I watched as an Irish person and I think everyone's perspective is going to be different of the same book or the same film because you're cultural context is different. So I want to share saying all of that and I think it's a great story and that was a really great essay that Azuko wrote saying all that. Um, I want to give you a few recommendations of women's rights podcasts and books that you could read that from what I know but I'd also love to hear your own recommendations as well. So the first recommendation I have is a podcast and it's something that I recommend to a lot of my students. It is BBC Women's Hour. So it's a weekly podcast, I believe, at least once a week, maybe twice a week as well, where talk, it's talking about women's issues. It's women's stories by women for women. And there's some really interesting um, topics and ideas and they also have a really nice website that is really well curated with all of the podcast episodes, short clips, short video clips and articles 
that won't take you too long to read but you'll get some main ideas and you'll get some good vocabulary and also get exposed to different accents because on the BBC it tends to be very international and diverse in different accents not only in the United Kingdom and other English-speaking countries but also uh, non-English-speaking countries so I always love to recommend the BBC World Service and other podcasts that are uh, associated with it. So uh, the other one I would recommend is the TED Talk and also it's a book it's a very small slim book but it's We Should All Be Feminists and it's by the Nigerian author Shimamanda Ngozi Adichie and she just talks about how men and women should be feminists so it's definitely worth a watch I would say you could also get the book but it's a 20 minute TED talk and you can get some ideas and you know sometimes it's hard to convince others to talk to them about feminism if they are not if they don't really agree with it or they have some hesitation about what feminism is but she makes some really strong arguments for all people being feminist and identifying with the with feminism and supporting the feminist movement. And finally, I want to tell you about one other podcast. It's also a book. Actually, I read it first as a book and then the podcast. It's called The Guilty Feminist and it's by, uh, well, actually, I think she's Australian, not British, but she's based in the UK, a journalist, and she's a comedian. Really, really funny. So I really enjoyed the book. There was some there were some great stories from a diverse range of women of all walks of life and also some great tips, great practical tips for women to be more confident to speak up uh, when they should speak up in work um, to try to make it more balanced, make it more equal, because for centuries women have not had that kind of equality so it takes a while for women to catch up with men and to also feel equal to men so I really like that book she also has the podcast the podcasts are quite long they're like over an hour but I think they're good as well and I think it's always nice to have a bit of comedy with such a big and sometimes often serious topic as feminism So I think by sharing with you these recommendations and also starting a conversation with you, the listener, perhaps you could share it on social media with me by email, that we start this conversation about women's rights, about feminism in our countries, in this common language, in this common global language, English. It's going to promote more understanding, more tolerance, and we can see where one another is coming from. So that's really what I hope. That's really what I want with English for Change. And also at the same time, building your confidence to to use your voice in any way you want, in achieving your goals, having that career that you want, achieving success, traveling, speaking to people, and just also making an impact in the world. So thank you so much for joining me in this episode. It was really a pleasure to talk about this topic and see you in the next one. Thanks for listening to this episode of English for Change. If you enjoyed this, I would love it if you could leave a review or 
recommend the show to a friend. See you next time.